When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and I am doing something that I don't think I've done in the four and a half, nearly five years since this podcast has existed. Uh, I'm taking a week off. So there will be no new episodes this week. That is August 31st, 2020 through September 4th, 2020. Uh, There will be no new episodes. I'm taking a week off from publishing to uh, sort of reconnect with the direction for this show and make sure that I can produce the best content possible for you leading through the rest of this year. So over the course of this week, there will still be episodes published But what I'm going to be doing is reaching into the archives of this show and sharing with you five episodes that I think are more relevant today than they were even when they originally published. So the episode you are about to hear is a repost. Enjoy it. And I will be back next week on September 7th with all brand new episodes. In this episode, I want to talk about New Year's resolutions. I know, weird timing, right? Well, listen up, because you are now listening to Tiny Leaps, Big Change. episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, I want to explore the reasons behind why you've probably failed at your New Year's resolution. Now, first off, let me just say that if you haven't failed yet, good job. You are a beautiful unicorn who is crushing it in life, and you should be proud. But most of us, we aren't unicorns. We're donkeys. And being a donkey means that we've probably already failed our New Year's resolutions for the sixth year in a row. It's hard being a donkey. Now, to be honest with you, I don't even remember what my New Year's resolutions were this year. And the fact that I can't even remember them is proof of one thing. It was pointless to set one. Seriously, if most of us fail at these resolutions, why do we keep doing it? How is it possible that it's become such a worldwide phenomenon that gets repeated every single year like clockwork? Well, part of it is because we all sort of collectively believe one thing, that setting goals for our lives is an important activity. And this is true. So then why do resolutions always fail? This is the topic I wanted to learn for this episode. And let me just tell you, the answer is a little bit crazy. Okay, here we go. Let's start 
with why do we set resolutions? Quote, according to researcher John Norcross and his colleagues who published their findings in the Journal of Clinical Psychology, approximately 50% of the population makes resolutions each year. Among the top resolutions are weight loss, exercise, and stopping smoking and better money management, as well as debt reduction, end quote. That was from an article titled, Why New Year's Resolutions Fail, published on Psychology Today back in 2010. Now, according to this quote, about half of us set New Year's resolutions every year, and they primarily revolve around health and finances. This makes sense, since having better health and having better financial control are possibly the most impactful changes one could make in their life. The article then goes on to introduce a gentleman named Timothy Peichel. He's a professor at Carleton University in Canada who says, in addition to the hope for a better life, resolutions serve as a form of cultural procrastination. From the article, Timothy Peichel, a professor of psychology at Carleton University in Canada, says that resolutions are a form of cultural procrastination, an effort to reinvent oneself. People make resolutions as a way of motivating themselves, he says. Peichel argues that people aren't ready to change their habits, particularly bad habits, and that accounts for the high failure rate. Another reason, says Dr. Avia Sharma of the Canadian Obesity Network, is that people set unrealistic goals and expectations in their resolutions. End quote. All right, there's a lot going on here. First, let's break down what cultural procrastination means. Procrastination is defined as the action of delaying or postponing something. And cultural is defined as relating to the ideas, customs, and social behavior of society. You see, based purely on these definitions, setting a New Year's resolution that is a goal that you will start doing X thing on January 1st, it's procrastination. You're setting a goal that doesn't start until days or weeks or even months from now. You set a goal and then you delay it or postpone it. Being that this is something we as a society all indulge in, it becomes a cultural norm, therefore cultural procrastination. Now, based on this term, we can start to guess at why our New Year's resolutions might end up failing. Think about it. Anything you are procrastinating on is, by definition, not being done. Or let's look at it this way. It might make it a little bit easier. If you were to get really excited about learning a new skill, let's say you wanted to learn how to cook. On Monday, you're excited and you set your goal. But while you're making your plans, you realize that you have a busy week ahead, so you won't really be able to get started until Friday. So you set the goal and you tell yourself that you'll cook a new recipe on Friday. But then Friday comes and you get home a little bit later than you planned. What do you think is going to happen? For most people, that's where the story ends. We get excited, we set our goals, and then we don't start anything for a few days or weeks. And all of a sudden, when we are able to start, the excitement is gone and it's much easier to just do something else. Now, let's say that in that same scenario, Friday comes and you don't get home later than usual and you're able to make that new recipe. Well, that's great. 
then Saturday comes. Maybe you follow through on your goal for that day as well. Maybe you stick with it for a week, but in many cases, the excitement still isn't there. You're only doing it because you said that you would do it. It's out of obligation rather than excitement. Now, as a result, as soon as something hard comes along, lack of time, for example, the goal will get dropped. That's exactly what happens for most of us when we set New Year's resolutions. We set our goals, then we delay it until the new year, then we follow through out of obligation rather than excitement, and that's if we follow through at all, then it gets hard, and then we fail. But that's not all, because the reason we fail goes even deeper. Because the truth is, setting and achieving your resolutions is all about changing your behavior. And as I'm sure you know, that's not an easy thing to do. As we've discussed in previous episodes, most of our behaviors are automated to a certain extent. We develop habits over time and throughout the day, our brain executes on those habits without much thought or input from us. This is the reason that it's more difficult to say no to dessert or that beer if you've said yes a few times. Once it becomes a part of your routine, you literally have to force your brain to say no. Changing your behavior requires you to literally rewire your brain, break old habits, and create new habits. All things that are extremely difficult on their own. Now, when you throw in some external difficulties like a hard day at work, lack of time, annoying kids, all of a sudden you have a recipe for pretty much guaranteed failure. And finally, in addition to all of that, most of us also set extremely unrealistic resolutions. Things like, I want to go to the gym five days a week and get a six pack. See, that goal is doable for some people, but if you've never been to the gym, it's incredibly unrealistic. Or how about this one? I'm going to quit my job and start a business. This is one that I'm personally guilty of. And guess what? I failed. Quitting your job and starting a business is extremely doable, especially in America and other countries like it. But It's unrealistic for someone who has never sold anything in their life, has poor money management skills and doesn't have a product idea. Or, as with most cases, it's unrealistic for people who don't have money saved up to be able to leave their jobs, start a business and believe that they'll be able to sustain it in just 365 days. Especially when you have kids or other things that rely on you. So to summarize... We fail at our New Year's resolutions because of a few reasons. Number one, resolutions are a poor system to begin with. As we learned in the Pikel example, resolutions as a whole are a form of cultural procrastination, which is a fancy way of saying that we are setting ourselves up for failure just by taking part in them. Number two, succeeding at our resolutions requires a major rewire of the brain, our habits, and an overall change to our behavior. This is a tough thing to do, and it's only made harder when there's pressure to get it done in a set period of time. And number three, we often set unrealistic resolutions based on what we want, but that aren't based on the reality of where we currently are. So now that we know the reasons, what can we do to solve them and improve our goal setting skills as a whole? Well, I'll just leave you with this quote from an article published on the BBC website. Quote, in reality, 
Changes happen in small steps over time. End quote. Sound familiar? That's it for episode 172. Thank you for listening. And if you like the show, please remember to leave a review and to hit subscribe so that brand new episodes can be delivered directly to your favorite listening device. If you haven't already, head over to Facebook and search Tiny Leaps to join nearly 1,500 other listeners in improving your life and to gain access to exclusive member-only content. And until the next episode, I've been Greg Clunas. And remember... All big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.